Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. So many people are trying to read the market conditions and restore a sense of certainty in their own minds, despite the current reality. Frankly, it's hard to make sense of it all. In an effort to gain greater insight, I've been in discussion with family offices and attending invitation-only meetings to get a reading on what some industry insiders are thinking. On Tuesday evening, I attended an invitation-only session with John Stackhouse, Senior Vice President at the Royal Bank of Canada, and Craig Wright, Senior Vice President and Chief Economist at RBC. In their remarks, they shared their perspective on what's happening in the economy. As Canada's largest bank, they have direct visibility on what's happening since much of the cash in the economy flows through their bank accounts. Examining the value of transactions for both Visa and debit cards, the bank has observed that after the initial surge of buying at grocery stores subsided, the current dollar volume of Visa credit card and debit card transactions is down by 60% compared with normal for this time of year. That's at the consumer end of the market. And when the economics team at RBC plugged this into their model for the economy, it looks like a 32% drop in economic activity in about a month. Relief for small businesses is coming in one of two ways, either in the form of direct payments to individual citizens or businesses, which helps the income statement, and the second type of help is in the form of loans. What the bank is seeing from clients is that they're not interested in taking on more debt to fund day-to-day operations. There was a pent-up demand for the financial aid at the beginning, but the bank has seen a smaller number of loans being written as the program has worn on. The bank is looking directly at what's happening elsewhere in the world and constructing their own model based on similar experiences. Singapore has been held up in the world as the gold standard for having contained the virus. And after reopening their economy briefly, they've experienced a resurgence of the disease and have needed to go back into a severe lockdown. It's likely that other countries will end up mirroring the Singapore experience. The bank is looking at the criteria for reopening the economy in terms of the infrastructure for testing and contact tracing. And frankly, they're not seeing the scale of testing numbers required to achieve a reopening of the economy. And that's both in Canada and the U.S. It's going to be difficult to reopen the economy in a coordinated way when there's multiple levels of government involved who don't have a consistent approach to reopening businesses. Which level of government will have precedence? What's going to happen when neighboring states and neighboring provinces don't agree on the rules for reopening the economy? Could we see internal border controls within a country in order to enforce public health rules? One of the demand drivers for housing is immigration, which currently is at a standstill. And once immigration opens up again, it's expected there will be an uptick in demand for housing. We are likely to see a global balkanization of the world. In the U.S., it's an election year and you can expect both sides of the aisle to be throwing darts at China in order to win political points at home. We're already seeing it in attack ads, both from the Trump administration and from Joe Biden. The RBC economics team sees a slow and gradual return to work. They don't see the flash restart of major sectors of the economy. Music festivals, crowded restaurants and bars, places of intense social interaction will be among the last to open up. In the month of March, there were a number of notable, albeit predictable, patterns in consumer spending. Consumers spent 88% less on apparel, gifts, and jewelry in the week ended March 30th. For the last week of March, department store sales were down 40% compared with a year earlier. Spending on software and data was up 30% compared with a year earlier as people outfitted themselves to work from home. After a brief 5% surge in household goods, The sales of household goods are off 53% in the last week of March. 
sales of books, subscription music, and streaming content remained relatively flat compared with last year. And naturally, sales of movies and other entertainment was down 79.8%. Restaurant sales are down 75% as a handful of restaurants attempt to remain open largely with just takeout meals. Grocery store sales spiked in the middle of March, and by the end of March, they were down 11%. And then finally, real estate home sales. Prices seem to be holding firm across Canada, except in those areas with high economic exposure to the oil and gas industry. Sales volumes were down 14.3% compared with February, and a sneak peek at the first week of April shows that resale volumes are running about half the normal levels. We expect both buyers and sellers to lay low while extraordinary containment measures are still in place. This is going to maintain a certain balance in most markets. Inventories have grown in a few markets, but not dramatically. Now, I don't have the exact comparable data for the United States, but the shelter-in-place policies between Canada and the U.S. are very similar, and I would expect to see similar impacts in the U.S. economy. As you think about that, give one of your family members a hug. Go invest in yourself. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.